Root Simple Podcast. Low tech, home tech. Hello and welcome to the Root Simple Podcast. We're the audio companion to the Root Simple blog, where we cover gardening, home economics, and DIY living. This show is hosted by myself, Eric Knutson, and Kelly Coyne. We are the authors of The Urban Homestead and Making It, Radical Home Ec for a Post-Consumer World. In episode 23, Kelly and I discuss house cleaning, spam, and shoemaking. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Eric. We don't have a guest this week. Yeah, so it's so us. This is kind of like what DIY. There will be guests in the future, but it's, it's us this week. And the previous times we've been on, we've discussed our house cleaning. We, we discussed our um, marvelous new... Uh, what would you call it? Well, it regime? A, yeah, uh, it was a regimen of, of cleaning, a cleaning routine, essentially, that we were adhering to, you know, every day for 20 minutes a day, we would attack a particular area of the house on a rotating schedule. And in such a way, we were basically being trained to be neat people as opposed to slobs. Because I figure that's what neat people do, not that I would really be able to put my head in that space, but apparently neat people... Um, clean on their own without a whip over them because they enjoy it or something on a regular basis and so their houses stay clean so we were trying to do that and it worked really well for a while but then it Uh, broke down it broke down very i think it was when both you and i you went somewhere and i went somewhere different weeks we traveled and then we didn't each kind of keep up on our end of the bargain it fell apart badly and then we paid the price because this is why we wanted to do this was that so we wouldn't have panicked cleaning sessions and what happened not one but two epic panicked cleaning sessions like days days of cleaning tears recriminations it was awful yeah because we had some events and we had people over and stuff and and it was not just the cleaning i mean you know you can it doesn't take that long just to like scrub the toilet but uh we had we had junk that need to be dealt with like you know this cabinet x has to be cleared out so that table y can be cleared so that the floor can be cleared you know so you know those games that they used to hand it to out to kids and kind of crappy kid entertainment oh, the packages. Little plastic ones. The little you have plastic to move one thing to get yeah, to another. The plastic right. grid of squares right. t- or tiles, and there's only one empty tile. I never liked that game. Maybe that's why I'm I didn't bad like at it either. I think the early Macintosh had a version of that oh, too. God. Remember that? Anyway, that's what our house is like. Basically, is there's there's one empty space. <laughs> Everything has to be shuffled around. Every cabinet is full. Yeah, well, there's an empty space and it's being occupied by the cats. (laughs) That's all we got. It's it's rough. I I don't know what else came in those those kits that was better than that that kind of sucky square thing. Like maybe you got some bubbles or some airplane wings or something like that. This reminds me though of that adage that if you do something, is it 17 times or 17 days or something like that, then you'll do it for the rest of your life. Kind of like you create a habit. You create it. Exactly. We create a habit. You know, that never works for me. I mean, even flossing. I I mean, I've been very good for long stretches, but it don't take no effort to just drop it. That's a whole other. Drop it like a hot potato. Exciting episode of the podcast on flossing. Flossing. Yes. We could maybe talk about making your own floss. 
Oh, yeah, that's how we would do it, isn't it? I thought about that when we were doing making it. I looked into it. You have to get oh, like, like silk. a horse gut or something? Or? <laughs> First find a horse, then fashion a weapon, then kill the horse, then find its guts. Now, you'd use silk screen, uh, silk string, like... Silk screen. I not silk screen, silk... art school person and you just came out there. Yeah, silk string. Silk string. In which you could perhaps dip in wax beeswax and perhaps flavor the beeswax with a little peppermint essential oil and it sounds very one percent somehow special floss yeah special floss the floss is sort of a environmental nightmare all those little containers laying around on you know what what can you do with a floss container once it's empty we're off we're way off here topic (laughs) but i think flossing is one of the most important things you could do probably i I saw some kind of stat on that like it extends your life several years somehow I, I don't Maybe if people, I, I don't understand how they got that stat. Maybe people who floss just have their acts together. Maybe they didn't control for smoking or something else, but I don't know. we'll have to have our dentist on as a guest. That would be exciting. I bet he'll say that we should floss. I bet he'll say that you don't floss enough. Oh, I actually started flossing as a habit, by the way. You haven't noticed. No. I, I actually have been flossing. How, how many days in a row now? Uh, it's been longer than we've been cleaning almost. No, no, no. I know that for sure. It dates back to my so, last dental visit. Which was expensive, but that wasn't that long ago. There's an implant involved. Yeah, this, this dates back you know, to the, the cessation of our cleaning routine, not to the beginning of the cleaning uh, routine. Yeah, that's, I guess that's what I mean. Oh, okay. Anyway, this must be very boring to the to We're talking the about our flossing and flossing dental care. Flossing our, and, our, and our housekeeping, which is abysmal. So we had, the, we had uh, some panic cleaning sessions. Uh, we are now, I'm looking, I'm sitting here, and we have no one coming over soon. Uh, and I see books some on the detrius. floor and Eric's sock balls and gym bag and my flip-flop. So why haven't we reinstituted the 20 minutes a day? Good point. Well, we will. But why haven't we? What went wrong? There was too much going on here, actually. I think that's a lame excuse. It is a There's little bit of a lame excuse. There's always 20 minutes. Well, I'm up for it. All right. Well, okay. We're going we're gonna to try to get back on the horse here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Moving on, our next topic is spam. And it's not the spam that comes in the can. It's the kind that comes on the internet. Now, let me introduce this a little bit. We have a, uh, we're, we're really lucky to have a lot of amazing commenters on our website. Uh, we have got a lot of good comments. We have very, very few trolls in the years we've done the website. I think we started in 2006. I can count on my hand the number of trolls we've had, like one or two in, in years. And it, it says something about the topics that we discuss attract really nice people. But as the websites got more and more popular, we've had to deal with spam and it was when we first began just a trickle but once we started getting a certain number of hits a day it became a real problem and it was one of the reasons we hired roman jaster to redesign our website he also is the designer of our books by the way but a lot of the redesign of the website believe it or not was devoted to dealing with the spam because at a certain point we were getting what was it? It was thousands and thousands, and it was it was it was causing the the website to slow down considerably. And we have filters in place that actually work really well. They they catch ninety nine point nine percent of the spam. However, 
there is a number that still make it in. And it's a daily chore for Kelly and I to smack back the spam. I feel bad. It I think it bothers people who subscribe to the uh, to the blog via email. Like perhaps they ask to see the follow up comments. So any comment that comes in on that topic, they ends up in their mailbox. And and when it's spam, you know, understandably they get annoyed. But there's really nothing we can do about that short of holding all of our comments for personal approval by us. Which is impossible. Well, we could do it, but... We it did just, that for a we, while, We used actually. to do it before Roman. Yeah, before Roman saved us from doing that. But it, it, it inhibits conversation because, you know, the readers can't talk amongst themselves while we're not hanging around moderating everything. And, and so I, we didn't like that at all. Uh, we didn't realize that the 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 comments were bothering the people who subscribe so i'm sorry about that there's they are very few it's only like it depends maybe three a day or so you know across hundreds of posts how many posts do we have now i think there's 2400 and something and they're always the uh the spams are always of this we call it the compliment spam and somehow those those tend to sneak through sneak through the filters because they don't have tons of links in them. Links will always set off the filters. But we allow you guys to link back to your blogs and homepages and whatnot. Um, and because we allow you guys to do that, it allows the spammers a foothold as well. Because So they'll have a link to their nefarious business and then they'll leave an, uh, an inane comment like, you know, your blog is great. I've I've subscribed to it, and and then just to just to get a foothold in the traffic. But even though these spams are a bit annoying, they're a little entertaining for Kelly and I sometimes because they seem like Dada poetry. Dada poetry. In fact, we thought we would read a few. Maybe I'll put on some some music for the reading. Shall I Shall I begin with the first spam? Oh, wait, what do we have? Is the first one? Um. Yeah, go ahead. Why don't you read the first one? Oh, it's from Cheap Ugg Boots Sale. Yeah, that that's what they want us to promote. So I guess we're promoting it in a way. And I, I like to think of the, the link backs on these spams as the title of the poem, if you will. So we'll oh, call and this also, one. Oh, also, before I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's also put on a how to grind your own flower post. So that what always amazes me about the spams is that they they almost never relate in topic to uh, to what they're selling. Unless so. maybe you want to, while you're grinding your own flour, wear Ugg boots. Oh, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Well, let's, let's maybe put a little music over this and start with our first poem, which I'm going to call Cheap Ugg Boots Sale. It is appropriate time to make a few plans for the longer term, and it is time to be happy. I've learned this publish, and if I may just, I desire to counsel you some attention-grabbing things or tips. Perhaps you can write subsequent articles regarding this article. I want to learn even more issues approximately it. Yeah, Kelly's snapping. I'm doing you a beatnik snap. The I don't know. Thing. We'll have to find some bongos. Kelly, do you want to take the next spam poem? Um, do I have to read the next one? Can I read any one I want? You can read any one you want. This, this one is titled DIY Tips to Burn Fat, and it's put on my lotion recipe. 
excellent goods from you, man. I've understood your stuff previous to, and you're just extremely magnificent. I actually like what you've acquired here, really like what you're stating and the way in which you say it. You make it entertaining, and you still care for to keep it smart. I can't wait to read more from you. This is actually a terrific website. Wow, Kelly, you almost had the poetry voice there. <laughs> well done. Do you have another favorite? Uh, oh, wait, I think I well, know the, the big one. Well, bo- the big boned one I like. I, I can read that one later. Yeah. yeah. Well, why don't you read it now? Oh, where's the big boned one? Um, this one, I don't know, message in a bottle. I don't know what that is. And it's on an ancient, ancient uh, post of ours where we just ask people for anniversary gift ideas. <laughs> but it says, Much like skydiving, surgery, or telling your sweetheart that her new set of pants makes her look big-boned, proper planning is paramount. A number of passages especially back up this idea from the Bible. Wow, that's a good one. I think we'll read just one more to conclude. This one's called Digestive Capsules. (laughs) Thank you for the good write-up. It actually was once an amusement account it. Look advanced to far added agreeable from you. By the way, how can we keep up a correspondence? Almost like a haiku. <laughs> how can we keep up a correspondence, Mr. Spam Man? That's uh. our spam poetry for this week. <laughs> uh, there's actually, I hate even to bring it up, but this is probably generated either some, some by maybe my machine, but maybe by, unfortunately, by people slaving away somewhere. And that's the sad part of this, this tale. I'll have, if you want to be depressed, I'll link to what it's like to to filter comments in Facebook and other social media and the workers that do that. Uh, that's it's sort of the dark side of the internet, this stuff in a way. I would love to have somebody come on and explain to me how spam works. Like, why do they think that this is effective and it, wh- who, who's doing it? And I, it's, 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 it's somewhat puzzling to me. It's definitely different from when, you know, I, the, I trace the spam back uh, actually, the, sorry, this blog back to doing a zine in the 90s where, you know, I would publish something and Xerox it and send it to people in the mail. And there wasn't this added strange part of it where there's huge numbers of people somewhere across the globe putting in these these weird comments. You know, I should say we actually got one of these comments came in from a well-known permaculture blog that was a oh. bit of a surprise to me. Oh, I w- yes. It will go unnamed. They had hired they an SEO had, service, yeah, right? Some of it comes from hiring black hat SEO, you know, search engine optimization. I mean, some of the stuff we look at seems to come from, I don't know, like Chinese factories trying to sell things in bulk, you know, and, and that makes more sense. But some of it seems to come from like, you know, a dentist in in, in Nashville like or yeah, yeah or or this this permaculture outfit that will not be named yeah you, and they they maybe sign up with someone who promises to help them increase their web traffic which i should say they like profusely apologize to us i want to be yeah, clear we, about we that yeah we did let so, them know about yeah. that you know but probably 
these people hire a consultant and they say, oh, we can help you boost your web traffic. And then they outsource that to, um, gosh, to the spam people or spam bots or whatever they are. And I think maybe they don't even know that their business is being used to annoy people all over the globe. Kelly, you just participated in a shoemaking workshop. Can you tell me a little bit about that? It was one of the more interesting things that we've ever been a part of. I, I have to say a lot of people have been asking me about it, about the, the whole episode. I'd like to more, know more about what they're asking, uh, but we can come to that later. Yeah, uh, four days, uh, four intensive days uh, to learn how to make a pair of turn shoes. And turn shoes are a kind of a medieval shoe, uh, common in Europe, especially Northern Europe from about 900 to 1400. They've, they've dug up moldy old examples of them, like under parking lots and stuff when they're doing construction in Europe. So we know that they actually wore them. So it's, it's a, it's a long tradition. I, I also call them Euro mocks and, and foot gloves because they are, they are very much like a moccasin in that they don't have a hard sole and they're all leather. Uh, and they're a foot glove in that they are made to measure to your foot. Uh, and so they fit very tightly tight like a glove, like a glove. Like an Ugg boot. Ugg boots are not tight fitting, honey. I guess they're not. Tell me about Randy who taught the class. Yeah, Randy is a fantastic... Randy, Randy Fritz, we should say. Yes, we should say Randy Fritz. He's a fantastic guy from Santa Barbara who I've known for a few years because I've been uh, meeting him on and off at different nature skills, nature awareness classes uh, taught by the good people at Earth Skills, who I should put a plug up for too. Earth, if you live in Southern California and you want to learn anything about nature, you should, you should go see them. But... Anyway, at one of these things, I noticed that Randy had on a pair of really beautiful sandals that he had made, and I asked him about that. Um, at that time, I was nursing my own shoe obsession, but unable to kind of figure out how to go forward on my own. I was intimidated by the process, and he told me about this great guy in Portland who he'd found out about who taught four-day classes in making shoes, uh, and he was going to go up there. And we'll put that information in the show notes. Uh, that's laughingcrow.com. I can't think of the fellow's name off the top of my head, but he went up there and learned how to make turn shoes from him. And then you said, well, let's, Randy, why don't you come down to LA and, and repeat that? And yeah. Show so us the, what you learned. The next, time, the next time I met Randy, I saw um, that he had a, a brand new pair of turn shoes on his feet and he showed me pictures of other shoes he'd made and it was just great. And, and also he told me he'd been teaching how to make these shoes to the, uh, to the Southern crowd. So I was so excited because it was an answer to my prayer it was that to have somebody teach me how to make shoes. And so I invited him to LA to offer a class. And he offered a class here with how many participants it, it was, was a small five. group five people it, you couldn't do you can't wrangle more than five people because it's very labor intensive so why don't you why don't you say something about how the process of, of making those shoes it 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 took four full days i mean we're talking nine to five easy. nine to six yeah it was we uh it's not easy at all like you can make a pair of moccasins in like one long day if you're a beginner or faster if you know what you're doing but the turn shoes took four whole days uh, randy thinks he could make his in maybe 10 hours now that he's got the hang of it. But for newbies, it's very hard. And 
uh, part of the difficulty is that you have to start off by making a pattern, a custom pattern. And how for did your you feet. make the pattern? I, I I didn't make shoes myself. I I helped. I I baked some stuff and yeah, we and have to send, the event. We have of, to but, send out props to Eric for supporting out the my event and keeping here. us going with lots of. Pots of tea and cups of coffee. But and I watched the process. Chocolate chip cookies. From a distance, anyways. And yeah. the, it began with you all taping your feet to a board. Yeah, that's 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 the ancient medieval technologies, duct tape. Uh, we, The first thing we did was trace our soles, the, you trace around our feet to make the sole patterns. And then to get a pattern for the upper, we actually sort of made a cast of our feet with duct tape. So we had like a three-dimensional three-dimensional model pattern. of our foot essentially yeah. or a three-dimensional pattern which so uh, just layer upon layer of duct tape like you would do paper mache or put a cast on something and then that got cut off literally with cast scissors that was tricky and um and then that that conglomeration of duct tape was spread out flat and traced and that became the basis of the pattern for the upper um, but then it was elaborated many ways from that point it took the full first day just just to get the patterns underway uh, and then there's cutting leather and lots and lots of punching with awls and lots and lots of scraping there's kind of this thing a little bit like a potato peeler or a razor um, that scrapes away thickness of leather it's called skiving and everybody learned to to dislike skiving very quickly skiving is hard on the hands but very necessary because we used we skived down the edges of the leather so that our seams would be less bulky so there was just tons of niggly little details that you know more than you could ever imagine would go into a pair of shoes it gave all of us i think a a newfound appreciation for the art of uh, shoemaking, which, uh, by the way, the actual proper term for shoemaking is cordwaining. Not cobbling. Not cobbling. Cobbling person, is, what is cobbling? A, a cobbler or cobbling is the is repairing shoes. A cobbler is someone who repairs shoes. A cordwainer is somebody who makes shoes. So we were learning to become cordwainers. And I think part of the reaction to the uh, cord waning that was going on here was this is something that most people, myself included, don't ever think that you would ever do yourself because it seems, it, well, there's two things about it. It seems like, well, I can just go to Shoes for Less and get shoes for 20 bucks. Why would I spend four days making my own shoes? And also it seemed daunting, too, because the object is it's a complicated shape and it doesn't seem like something that would be easy to make. What was the reaction of your fellow participants and yourself to this really, really arduous, long craft process here? Four, four full days again. It was a, it was a lot of work. And homework on yeah. top of it, right. It, it, was, it was arduous, but I, I think all, of my, all the participants all spoke about how much they enjoyed it and, and that all of them found that they didn't regret taking that chunk of time. I mean, for anybody, it's, it's not easy to find four consecutive days to devote to something as esoteric as making a pair of shoes. I mean, sometimes you have to go to a conference for work or something that'll take you out for four. But, but something like this, it, it, it is asking a lot, uh, I think, for somebody from the outside to f think that that would be worthwhile or pleasurable. But I think it really, uh, people found it really relaxing to spend four days, because it took a lot of focus. It's not like we were bored. Um, and so four days of intense focus and handwork 
the the participants found it really uh, pleasurable, and and we all also got to know each other and uh, spend time outside and gossip <laughs> and, and enjoy good food and just focus on on this handwork. And I think everybody considered it a wonderful vacation and a really, really good experience. So I, I would tell people, if you ever get a chance to take a complex class that goes over the course of time, it's worth it. I mean, we're not, it always seems hard to carve days out of our busy, busy pack schedules, but I think some things are really worth doing. And, and this is one of them. And Randy, again, was a very gifted teacher, so we're hoping to have him back again to do some other shoe workshops yeah, and maybe was, some other stuff, too, because he has a lot of skills under his belt. He has a lot of skills, and he's preternaturally patient, especially with certain students who will remain nameless. Like Myself. yourself. <laughs> who, uh, <laughs> who uh, you know, were good at goofing up and saying, Randy, fix this. Help. What did I do? So it, it was. it was good. So... I, I want to make uh, another pair. I mean, I think every pair you make gets better. I, mean, I think my pattern needs a little bit of refinement. Uh, and now I hadn't looked at the Laughing Crow website before I took this class. And now that I've looked at his website and seen the variations that he's made on the basic pattern, now, now I'm all like intrigued and thinking, you know, not only could I make another pair that fits even better, but it could be even cuter. So We'll see where it goes. I, I, I have to do it again soon before all the information runs out of my brain. Um, but I would like to do it again soon. So, you know, Eric, don't let me uh, flake off on this. Make me yeah, ask no, me, you ask have me to, why, why are right. you reading Facebook? Why are you not making exactly. shoes? Exactly. You need to be making shoes. I, you know, when I teach a bread class, I always tell the, the participants they need to go home and, and do it within the week so they remember the process. That's what our, my sewing teacher said too. Like, you know, go home and make another right now. Uh, oh, I'm taking sewing classes, which is something. And you made an impressive skirt. I, I would, I would I'm very... wearing it right now. So as a part of my process of, of uh, that readers know about, I want to make a uniform eventually. I'm learning basic sewing now through Sew LA, uh, and which I love. And um, I have made uh, a tote bag and a bath, like a travel bag, a more complex shape with a zipper and a uh, and a skirt with pockets ladies i have pockets in my skirt how many of you can say that so i love my pocket skirt and things have gone pretty well no disasters uh and so now i just need to figure out uh, find a pattern for my uniform and perhaps buy a sewing machine <laughs> so <laughs> stuff to do but i i've got to say that you know it pays to find a teacher it really pays we uh Eric and I did some sewing uh, back many years ago now, and Eric was better at it than I was. But we were a bit like feral sewers. Uh, and taking this class, I've learned a lot of tips and techniques that just make for a much more professional-looking product that it would probably take um, someone a while to figure out on their own. Uh, and I don't think I could have made the shoes by myself at all. I was very impressed seeing everyone's shoes in the class yeah, at the end of it. Yeah, it was neat. And, they all, and since they were such unique shoes, too, because they were fit to the foot, so everybody's shoes were the same yet different. It was cool. And that's also why sewing is nice. You know, the skirt fits me correctly, which is great. And so there's, there's so much to be said for making stuff that is unique to you. You know, I, I like the idea of having stuff which is unique to me, which fits me perfectly, 
and not having as much stuff. Just have a few things that really work, that really fit, and that I feel good about, like the way they were sourced, you know, where they came from, as opposed to having a whole closet full of clothes. (laughs) Sale Ugg boots cheap. Um, Yeah, things, you know, made by people in dank factories and bought off of sale racks and dyed with awful dyes and you know there's just it's a little bit like the meat thing you know you don't want to deal with it because if you you know like if you if you accept the travesty of of industrial meat then it, it takes away your options for eating meat basically i mean that's what i found and i hope this isn't too stretched an analogy but i find the same with clothing and shoes is if you really take in how bad that system is those industrial processes are you are left with like you better make it yourself and and, you know who wants to hear that because we're all busy but that's actually where i've come to at this point and so i i would like to you know have a small wardrobe of stuff that i made that i'm proud of that fits well and is properly sourced so that's the goal it's hard to be self-righteous it'll probably take me a couple years to get there but you'll be making your own Ugg boots. I'll stop at the Ugg boots. Actually, stop the Ugg boots jokes. I'll have to go jump on a sheep somewhere and kill it with my bare hands. Exactly. <laughs> but this being the Root Simple Podcast, it's actually getting dark outside, which means that I have to lock up the chickens and means that I have to conclude the recording here. Uh, but uh, as far as future episodes go, uh, we're scheduling a couple of guests, including Jessica Prentice, author of Full Moon Feast. I'm looking forward to that. Maybe a biochar expert in there and a natural beekeeper. To leave a question for the Root Simple podcast, call us at area code 213-537-2591 or send us an email at rootsimple at gmail.com. We are Root Simple on Twitter. If you like the podcast, please leave a comment for us in the iTunes store. And thanks to all of you, by the way, who have left comments. I appreciate it. And you can support the Root Simple podcast by buying a copy of one of our books through the Amazon links on the website. Our theme music is by Dr. Frankenstein. Additional music by Roe. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 